bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. Sits out to be a beautiful day, it looks like. I hope, I hope. Anyway. Oh, gaming is going to be a little sparse this week. My Thursday game got canceled, but that's okay. That's more time for me to be on Discord talking to the people over at uh, Eric's Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. Check out Tavern Chat. It's on dis. It's a Discord server. You can probably get an invite on Tinker's Tavern which is Eric's blog. You can find more information there. And there's my plug. You're welcome, Eric. Okay. Let's see. I wanted to talk about, well, we'll get into what I want to talk about after this. Okay, I want to get into character concepts. Before I do that, I have a voicemail from Jason, who is suggesting something for Savage Worlds. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, Glenn. Jason here over at Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Really enjoying your show. Enjoyed your last episode talking about genres. You started talking about Western genres and the idea that the level and class system like BX isn't ideal for it. it. Of course, it can work. It's been done. But I agree with you. Savage Worlds is a good match. If someone didn't already have the books, the sixth gun setting in Savage Worlds, which is also Weird West, but it might be a little bit easier to adapt than Deadlands. Um, anyhow, enjoying your thoughts. Looking forward to more. Talk to you later. Thank you much, Jason. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to have to look into seventh gun. Or six gun, sorry. <laughs> I hear it's based on a graphic novel series, and it sounds interesting. Unfortunately, I was the other day I was over at my game store and they didn't have it in stock. All they had was the GM screen, which doesn't help me at all. So I will have to look into that. If that can emulate a spaghetti western, that would really be nice. With something like Savage World or some other game like this, sometimes all I need is a, all you need is a push in the right direction. If you have a few things that you can take out of there and then extrapolate, even better. All right, what are we talking about? Character concepts. Okay, character concepts versus rolling characters. And what I mean is some people, most people, when they're playing, say, a class and level system like D&D or a point-by system or whatever system, usually a class level system where you roll up your stats. The reason I let do 4d6 drop the lowest and put them where you want is because people, there are people out there who have strong character concepts or at least strong opinions on what class they want to play or race they want to play or something like that. And I try to accommodate them because... Once again, it's the player in me. And turn it right around. Hey, if I have a good idea for a character, I would like somebody to give me the go-ahead to do it too. So I do that. Now, point-by systems and other variations thereof are easier to do that way because you have a set amount of points. If you can do it within the set amount of points, you're golden. Champions is like that. Savage Worlds is like that. GURPS, Mutants and Masterminds, other other game systems like that, or that's what you do. You build them on points. If you want to do something totally random, even, even Marvel superheroes, or should I say Villains and Vigilantes, the third edition, they give you a 
they give you kind of a way to build with points, even though you're rolling stuff randomly, because you roll something randomly, and then you look on a chart, okay, I get so many points for this. So, and that's a simplified version, uh, Cliff's Notes version of how that game works. I've got to pull that out again, because I find it fascinating. Villains of Visual Aids, the first two editions, I was like, yeah, that's nice. You know, if I want to roll up a random character, I'll go over to Marvel Superheroes because it seemed to have more variety or something like that. And you don't, you, so, you know, you do it that way. I mean, there's always the choice of getting together with your game master and go, okay, now can we pick these? Can I pick and choose? Can you help me with this concept? But the third edition of Villains of Vigilantes, Mighty Protectors, looks really fascinating on how they do it. They do both. I, this is why I liked Mutants and Masterminds, too, when it first came out. Yes, it came out during the third edition thing, but they did the OGL. And to me, it looked like Champion's Light. Because you did have points you need to spend, but within the powers... See, here's the thing. I spent a lot of time playing Champions, as you know. And I built exactly what I wanted. But at the same time, I could have used a little more randomness. And... In Mutants and Masterminds, you don't have to worry about the points so much because you're you're buying something and then you have the option. Each power, it's almost like each power comes with its own modification, which is something Savage Worlds does kind of a little bit. But Mutants and Masterminds, it was like you get the power and then you decide how powerful you want it to be or how you want to work, how it want to, how it wants how you want it to work, and the point buy for those is a lot less than hero. You don't have to juggle so many numbers. And that's what takes so long, character creation. But once you get the character, you know, in hero, you nailed it. So in Mutants and Masterminds, it was kind of a, uh, in-between thing. And I like that. Marvel superheroes, well, you're rolling for everything. But with the right GM, you can probably negotiate what you want. So, with a character concept type player, I give them quite a bit of leeway as long as it doesn't break the game. I don't like to see broken games. They're they're just they're not pretty, let me put it that way. And if you want to get together with me and say, okay, I want to play this cleric who's this kind of guy and that kind of guy. And we say, okay, well let's see first of all, really stats. Okay, you got six stats. And I would say, put this one here, put this one here, put this one here. Now, I'm not talking about, like, 5th edition or anything like that, because then you get into the skills and stuff, and it's a whole another bag. They give you more choices in the skills and such. But if you're going to, you know, straight up play like a cleric of such and such, but you want him to be more of a fighter than a cleric, you would, you would get together with your D GM, and you would figure it out. So there's a lot of there's a lot to be said for that. I would I would sit down with a, with a player and try and give them almost what they want. I mean, I've had players who are unreasonable about it. And it's like, no, you cannot, if, especially if they're modeling it on something that's already out there, like the media. You know, they're modeling it on some anime, some big bad guy with a sword or something like that. And it's like, okay, I want this sword that does this. It's, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're not getting the sword off the bat. I'm sorry. That is breaking the game. That is not where I want you guys to start. And so it's like I said, it's a compromise. Even in 
I think it was Champions, they said, you know, when you want to play Spider-Man, you're not going to play Spider-Man today. You're going to play Peter Parker, who first got his powers, and he becomes Spider-Man. That's what you're going to play. You work up to today. That's the way it goes. Same with fantasy. Same with fantasy, because you are the proverbial farm boy who turns into a hero type thing. Now, you know, there's several ways to go about that. There's several ways to, I mean, that doesn't have to be your backstory. You know, you can be a, a thief who decides to go straight or something like that, or a prisoner who was freed. I don't know. You know, you can you figure it out for yourself. But what I'm saying is that you're going to have to, like, scale it back. But if it's reasonable, there's no reason why the GM can't work with the player and model what they want, even in something like Dungeons and Dragons, even something in, a, in an o, like in an OSR game. There is no reason why I can't do that. So that's my modeling talk. <laughs> and so I'm going to go start my day. So anyway... Well, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail at Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Once again, thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, and John Allen. You guys are great. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast and a couple on Anchor. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear, and John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Bye.